As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Supernaturally Paid podcast where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hoquette. Let's get into the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, you guys, to the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. So we're going to be talking about legacy today. And this has become, it's, it's very interesting when I see the me that I am now because, child, 10 years ago, I was definitely not great with money. I'm going to just say that. So to be having a, a discussion on my podcast and talking about building a, a God-centered legacy this is a very proud moment for me because there's a scripture in the book of Proverbs that says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, right? And your kids, they're your legacy. They're going to be here when you're not around anymore. Your grandchildren, they are your legacy. And so for me, I would say things completely changed as far as my my mindset shifts with, with money and wanting to really be a good steward and build a God-centered legacy, I would say that that changed for me about five years ago. That was like around the time, well, he was my boyfriend back then, but we were dating at the time and we had been maybe like a year, almost like a year in. So it was like, okay, this is like serious. Like we're, this is like a for real thing. And so we would talk about our legacy, you know, how many children do you want to have? And, you know, what do you, what would you like to do with retirement? What does that look like for you? What do you feel about this? And, you know, what do you feel about that? And so I remember sitting down with God and let me tell y'all, this is the first step of building a God-centered legacy is to sit down with God and ask him what legacy looks like for you and your family. Because for some people, a legacy might be 
having their names on school buildings. For some people, a legacy might be in the real estate world. For some people, a, a legacy might be just from, you know, the business standpoint and building companies that are as big as Amazon and, you know, companies that their kids can work for for generations and, you know, whatever else. Like it's different for every single family, right? So I think that that first step is to really sit with God and say, what does legacy look like? for our family? What does legacy mean for our family? So in sitting down and having that conversation with, with God, and of course, you know, my husband being a part of that conversation, one of the things that God told us that was going to be a part of our legacy was definitely real estate. So that's the thing. When God speaks to you and lets you know what your legacy is going to look like, start actually learning about that specific thing. Start understanding real estate better if it's real estate. Start understanding stocks better if it's stocks. Start understanding business better if it's business. But that is the very first part is making sure that you sit down and you have that conversation with God and you define what that looks like for you and your family. So fast forward, because like I said, this was 2017. And I remember when I had that conversation with God, he literally had me write out an entire financial plan. I'm like looking at my phone now because it's still in the notes section on my phone. But I'm talking about he had me write out how many rental properties he wants us to have, um, what's going to be the cash flow on all of the rental properties, how we need to structure things. Like I'm telling y'all, like literally gave me like the entire blueprint, right? So this was in 2017, fast forward to 2018, we got married and then fast forward to early 2019, we found out that we were expecting, right? So that's when it really kicks in because baby, you feel them kicks up in your stomach. So it's like, oh, another mouth to feed, like another person, you know, to look out for. So that's when you really start to go hard with the God-centered legacy building because it's like, God, I, I got to do this, you know, and, and I have to do it for God because this is what the scripture says. Like, I don't want y'all to miss this and think that this is a conversation about financial wellness. It is biblical that you build a legacy for your children. It is biblical that your children have an inheritance. So this was a serious matter to us. This was not something that we wanted to take lightly, right? So I think that one of the first parts of building a God-centered legacy is making sure that you're being obedient to what God tells you to do with your business or with your job, for some of you that have a nine to five, but making sure that you're being obedient to God's instruction on that because you wanna make sure that you're making the proper income to first build a God-centered legacy, right? Like I know for me, when... God told me to walk away from my very first business, which was a PR company. I cannot imagine myself still being in that business today because it just wasn't making enough money. And even if I was still in that business and had grown it to the point where it was making, you know, a certain amount of money, it was so overwhelming. It was so like much work and so much stress related to that particular business that it would not have matched the legacy. Because let's be clear, legacy building is not just financial. It would not have matched a legacy in terms of me spending time with my family, spending time, you know, with my children and creating those type of memories, right? So you want to make sure that you're on point with the decisions that God is telling you to make as far as your job or as far as your business or whatever particular vehicle is going to be bringing in income so that you can build that legacy, right? Another thing that you want to make sure that you're doing when you are building a God-centered legacy is 
setting your kids up with all of the things that you can set them up with that's going to be resourceful for them. If you have a business, and I'm not talking about hobbies, I'm not talking about you sell cupcakes, you know, to the ladies at church, or, you know, you sell certain things at this one time of the year under the table. I'm talking about you have a legitimate business that is incorporated with the government and your state that you have a federal EIN number on, like you have a legitimate business set up. If you have a business set up and you have children, you should absolutely be hiring your children. They should absolutely be on payroll so that you can then Set up a Roth IRA account for your children. Now, let me tell y'all, don't get in trouble with this. Don't be saying that your three-year-old was getting in the car and shipping orders and doing delivery. Don't be playing around with the government like that. This is why most accountants honestly don't recommend that you do this until your kid is like seven, just so that, you know, you're not getting no like side eyes and you know, none of that kind of stuff. But let's say, for example, if you have a young child, like our son is three years old. He just turned three years old. His job description is in marketing materials because you'll see him posted on my Instagram sometimes. And I'm talking about building my business so that I can spend time with him and be the mother that I want to be and all of these things. So if he was in a commercial, let's say mac and cheese, y'all know the kids, they love mac and cheese. Let's say Kraft called us today and said, oh my goodness, your son is so handsome. We Can we use him in a commercial? He would get paid for that. So why, if he's being advertised on my Instagram page, he can't get paid just because he my son. So you have to make sure that the job description matches like the age, you know, for the, the children. Another thing for me in, in building a God-centered legacy, it was very important to share these same tips with my family members that have children so that they could do the same thing as well. So my sister is a pediatric nurse practitioner. She just recently opened up a family practice in Baltimore, right? And so she has a daughter. My niece is 14 years old. And so so the first thing I put her on game to was about putting her on payroll. And I'm like, girl, a 14 year old, like they can do a bunch of stuff. They can sweep the floors. They can answer the phones. They can greet the clients. They can organize the files, you know, in the doctor's office. They can do all those things. And I'm like, you can now, because she's on payroll, you can set her up with a Roth IRA. Imagine somebody starting a Roth IRA for you, even at 14. It is a lot of people out here that's 30 years old and don't have a retirement account. It's people that's 40 years old and that's just getting serious about investing in their retirement. So you you set your kids up with all these things early on and you allow compound interest to work in their favor. So the Roth is one of my favorite strategies and it's also a, a tax saving strategy for you when you're hiring the kids and you're putting them on payroll. This is why I'm saying you gotta have your, your ducks in a row as far as setting things up properly because it has to be like real payroll. You can't be like, oh, I, I transferred $5, you know, into so-and-so's account. Like they have to actually be on payroll with your company. So that's one of my favorite strategies to utilize. Another thing that we have set up for our son is he has an UTMA account. Um, another thing that he has set up, of course, is like the 529 account. The 529 account is something that I mean, I, I recommend it, but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We don't put like a ton of money in there only because the 529 has a lot of limitations. 
Um, it specifically has to be used for educational expenses. Now they do have like stipulations in certain states where it doesn't have to necessarily be college. So let's say you want to use it and send them to private school when they get in high school or something like that, then that's something that you can actually do, but they can cash out on that five, on their 529 plan if they don't go to college. However, they are hit with a huge penalty. I think it's like 10% or something right now, but who knows what that will be in the next like 15 years when they might notice that this next generation is not going to college as much. You know, we don't know how that could change. So that's the reason why for us, strategy-wise, we put more into his other accounts than we put into his actual 529 account. Another resource that I really love for kids is Stockpile. And I love Stockpile because it's very easy for people to basically gift stocks to them on there. So we use Stockpile for our son's just like regular like savings account. And I like to do that because it's not a savings account, it's still an investment account. So you're able to invest in those different stocks and he can accumulate all that compound interest on there. But I like to have a general account for him like that because there are no limitations to that. It's not like an Utma account that's like, oh, well, you can only cash out at this age. It's not like the 529 account that's like, oh, you can only do this. It's not like the Roth IRA, you know, it's, it's no stipulations with that. So let's say that he comes to us at 12 years old and he says, you know, dad, mom, I want to start a business where I'm cleaning off people's football cleats. I don't know, like, or, or maybe I'm decorating people's football cleats or something like that. Where's the startup funds? We can actually say, well, Hunter, you have this account over here that you can cash out at any time without being penalized. So I like to use stockpile for that. Another thing is we have a very large family, you guys actually on both sides. So for family stuff, like if it's his birthday, if it's Christmas and people say, oh, what does he need? I am As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm so not that mom that's like, he really likes trucks. He really likes cars. He re- I'm like, here's the link to his account. <laughs> you can go on here and you can donate, you know, or not donate, but you can give, you know, some money to him and it invests. So there is an app that I use. There's actually several apps. There's one called Unest and it's just you like the letter Unest. And then there's another one called Early Bird. I actually use the Early Bird app. So I would recommend this to somebody who is not very savvy with like investing because on like a stockpile, you're going to have to do your due diligence to pick all the stocks, pick all the ETFs. Like you want to know what you're doing basically. But on and even with like their UPMA accounts and stuff like that, you're going to have to like really know what you're doing. But with like a UNES, with like an early bird, you just set up how risky you want to be, like your your risk level with the investment account. And they do all of the investing for you. Also, like you can set it up to be to automatically come out of your account. So we don't put as much money into those that particular account that we do into like his UPMA account and his stockpile because of course we have more control over that when it comes to picking out the stocks. But we still have a set amount of money that literally comes out of our bank account every single month that goes into that account. Now what I love about that particular app, the Early Bird app as well, is that we have accounts set up on there for our nephews also. So literally every single month, the same way that money is coming out of our accounts and going into our child's account is going into our nephew's accounts as well. So I love logging on to there and I'm looking, I'm seeing the wealth that they're building. I literally saw them yesterday and I was like, let me go and look at my baby's early bird account. Y'all, I seen that their account was up 5%. I was like, yes, like so excited because this is something that we just recently set up for them this year. So building a God-centered legacy in my opinion, it's also about making sure that your kids don't have to get it out of the mud like how you did. Making sure that your kids don't have to feel like they have to go to a nine to five because they don't have the money to start a business if they know that they're truly called, you know, to start a business. So being in a in a space where you're thinking, you know what, I want this easier for my children than it was for me. That is something that is such a powerful aspect of really building a God-centered legacy. Another effect in building a God-centered legacy, and let me tell y'all how y'all not really gonna like this next one, um, but another tip in building a God-centered legacy is you wanna make sure that you're being obedient with what God tells you to do with your finances. And sometimes that's a little challenging as an adult, cause you know, you can swipe that card real quick. You can go to the bank machine real quick. You can tell somebody that calls you and say, girl, like we all going on a trip to Thailand. You could say yes real quick because you're looking at your account. You know, you got more than enough money there. You know that you can make it happen. I was literally just saying when I stepped in to record um, this podcast episode, I'm like, my friend is trying to get me to meet up with her at Tyson. She want me to be up in sex with her. Baby, I'm not doing it today. 
because I know that that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. So being obedient, even in the little things, that will take you far with building your God-centered legacy because yes, we have money in our account. Yes, if I wanted to say, let me just, you know, go to Saks, run it up real quick. Let me go to Neiman's, run it up real quick. Yes, I could do that, but I know that that is not what God wants me doing today. And I know that that is not what he wants me doing tomorrow. So yes, this money is in my account, but it's clearly for something else. It's clearly not for me to go and run and, you know, buy myself a pair of shoes, buy myself a new pair of sunglasses or, you know, whatever. It's clearly not for that. So being obedient is huge in terms of your everyday decision making. There has been times where God has just led me to just not order any Uber Eats for 30 days. Do y'all know how that be challenging sometimes? Especially when they be sending all them alerts to your phone like, Raven, this will give you $10 off of your order here. We'll give you free delivery. We'll, it's tempting at times. But when you look at those things and we really look at how much we're spending, there was a, a time that I looked, I literally calculated just how much that month we had spent on DoorDash, on Uber Eats, and I forgot whatever that other delivery service is, Postmates, and I added it up, y'all. I was embarrassed. Let me just say that. I was extremely, I'm not so embarrassed that I'm not even about to tell y'all the amount. That's just all y'all need to know that I was embarrassed. When I saw that amount, I'm just like, do you know what we could have done with this amount of money in the stock market? What we could have done with this amount of money with putting it into our son's account, putting it into our nephew's account, putting it into our niece's account. Do you know what I could have done with this? So just being mindful that you're listening to what God tells you to do with your money is so important. It's, it's important that you understand that this is God's money and not your money. Because when you know that it's his money, it's hard to be like, let me just go and do whatever. Because mm -mm. you know, like, you don't have the say-so <laughs> in where this actually goes. Another thing that I want to talk about is tithing. Y'all have to be tithing, period. You have to be tithing. You have to be sowing. And I need y'all to understand that sometimes God will tell you that the tithe might go over 10% in that particular time frame. You know, there's been times that I have tithed exactly what I was supposed to tithe and God would be like, go and sow this $1,000 seed. Go, go and sow this $2,000 seed. What am I going to do? Say I don't have the money? God knows exactly how much money he has given to me. So that's the thing with the, with the tithing and sowing. It's important to be obedient to that because you don't know what God is, what blessing God is attaching that to. So for me, I am not in the business of missing out on any of my blessings. It is critical that when God tells me to do something with my money that I run and I go do it swiftly i do it immediately i don't want to waste any amount of time on doing this so you want to make sure that you're tithing you want to make sure that you're sowing and then lastly with building your god-centered legacy make sure that you're educated on the things that actually help you build a legacy i find it amazing how many people are so up to date on the latest fashion that so-and-so is wearing but they don't even know how to open up a brokerage account. They don't even know about resources, crowdfunding real estate resources that will allow you to invest in real estate before maybe you have enough money to buy your own investment property. They don't know about these things. They are so busy just looking at all of the things that are on the surface that they don't understand that there are literally opportunities right in their backyard 
for them to make money. So, you know, we have to really make sure that, and I'm not saying, cause let me tell y'all, I do love me some good old like black Christmas movies. And you know, I love me some, some BET plus sometimes and all of that, but we want to be mindful that we're consuming things in moderation. You know, yes, I want to watch some of my movies, but I also want to understand finances. I also want to understand real estate. I also want to understand all these different things that can contribute to building a God-centered legacy. One of the words that God gave me at the very beginning of 2022, I think it was like back in like February, he told me to go back to a lot of my old like finance notes from when I was in business school getting my MBA. And I was astonished <laughs> at what I was finding. I'm talking about just like an abundance of information that I just ran to put into use. And here I am, this is information that I've had for years and been basically sitting on y'all. Like, so I'm telling you like reading more books about finances, understanding how real estate works, figuring out the best real estate markets. I know some of y'all might live in cities that are really, really, really expensive. So you're like Raven, I could never buy an investment property in, maybe you live in San Francisco or maybe you're like, how am I going to buy an investment property in DC? How am I going to buy an investment property in New York? Why do you have to invest where you live? This is why it's so important to be talking to God about what a God-centered legacy looks like for you because God might tell you to go somewhere that's in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, and start investing in real estate with that, I mean, in that market, and then that could bring in an abundance of cash flow for you and your family. So you have to listen to what God says to you about building your legacy. And I think another, and I know I keep saying that this is the last one, but I promise this is the last one. But I think another critical element to building your God-centered legacy is making sure that fasting is a part of your lifestyle and not just fasting when you want God to open up the door for you. God, I'm fasting. I need this G-Wagon. God, I'm fasting. I need this investment property. God, I'm fasting. I need, I want to make $50,000, you know, in the next week. I want to do this. I want to, no, not just fasting when you want something, but fasting as a part of your lifestyle, because you constantly want instruction from God. You constantly want to humble yourself before God. You constantly want to get closer to God. You constantly want to show God how much he means to you. I'm telling y'all, I have gotten so much instruction from fasting. I am literally on day 40 by the grace of God, because baby, I ain't never done a fast this long. I am literally on day 40 of a 40 day prayer session. And we also added an element of fasting to that. When I tell y'all God has given me so much clarity and so much instruction in this 40 days, God can do a lot in a little bit of time, but you need to make sure that you're hearing from him. You know, I love how the, the scripture, I can't even think of the scripture it is off the top of my head, but it talks about how faith comes from hearing. A lot of us have not positioned ourselves to really thoroughly hear from God. Anytime somebody tells me like, girl, I don't know how you do it. How do you hear from God? One of my first questions is when is the last time you fasted? And when is the last time you opened up your Bible? Because I can tell you if you're not hearing from him like that is one or one of those two things or both that you've been lacking in. Okay, so let's make sure that we're fasting so that we can get the clear instruction from God on what a God-centered legacy looks like 
for you and your family. I hope that you guys enjoyed this particular episode. Like I said in the beginning, I love to talk about this. So if you click on the link in the notes section, I have some more resources for you guys about building a God-centered legacy. Make sure that y'all grab those and dive in because the rule is no kingdom family left behind. Let's all make sure that we're building God-centered legacies. I enjoyed this episode. Thank y'all for listening to another edition of Supernaturally Paid, and I will see y'all back here for the next episode. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid podcast with a friend. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.